This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Beauty Now, a weekly show devoted to experts who share their knowledge on lasers, lipo, lifts, lips, lashes, nutrition, and today we have hair. We have a hair expert with us, Amy Gibson. She's been on General Hospital and many more shows. There are 35 million women in the United States right now dealing with hair loss. It can be from stress, from nutrition, from alopecia, from cancer, chemo, radiation, low iron, hormone imbalance, pregnancy, high blood pressure medicine, diabetes medicine. It's so many things that it's now correlated with everything. There are some things that, first of all, you need to do if you're dealing with hair loss. You must get a hormone panel taken. I don't care what age you are. If your hormones are even a little bit imbalanced, if your estrogen is too high, if your testosterone is too high, if your progesterone is too low, you are going to experience some form of imbalance in your body, and a lot of time that results in hair loss. The real secret to doing eyelashes is with a toothpick. You take the lash out of the package and literally looking straight ahead, which is definitely something you have to get used to because if you look down, it's going to end up being too high in your lid. Take a little bit of glue on the toothpick and you put it along the edge of the lash and you make your hand real steady and you slowly guide the lash right onto the edge of the eyelid. At night, when you slowly take them off, make sure you take the glue off at night and then put them back into the frame because it's really important you keep it bent the way it is because if not, it loses its shape. What do you do when he reaches his hand behind your neck and you're on a date and he's about to kiss you? Oh my God, he's going to feel the wig, right? You take his hand away and put it on your cheek, put it on your leg. I'll put it somewhere else if you're in that mode. The secret is getting his attention off your hair and back onto him. People say, well, do I tell him and do I not tell him? I think that depends how you are with yourself first. I always say a smile and laughter can get you through anything. Men are really stupid when it comes to this stuff. They really don't even notice it. The only time men notice it is when you get weird. Welcome, Amy. How you doing? We're doing great. And Good. It's so nice to be here. Thank you. I'm so glad you could talk to us. And there's so many women that are dealing with hair loss through either chemotherapy, alopecia areata, or stress. Mm-hmm. Tell us what they can do. What's the first thing that you well, do? First of all, I think the most important thing... Can you hear me okay right now? Yes. Okay. I think the most important thing above all for anybody who's listening is to realize that you're not alone because there are 35 million women in the United States right now dealing with hair loss. And I mean, it could be from anything now. It's like a pandemic. I mean, it can be from stress, from nutrition, from alopecia, from cancer, chemo, radiation, low, no, low iron, low iron um, hormone imbalance, pregnancy, I mean, you name it, high blood pressure medicine, diabetes medicine, um, so many things that it's now correlated with everything. So the woman who's listening, oh, my God, you know, 
I don't know what's going on with me. My, my crown is so much less, and all around, I'm having thinning all around. Believe me, it has nothing to do like you're some strange person and, or that you're alone with this disease. It's not about that. It's a condition that's hitting so many women. So there are some alternatives that I do want to discuss with you so I can at least let the women out there know, know that, um, number one, there are some things that, first of all, you need to do if you're dealing with hair loss. One is you must get a hormone panel taken. I don't care what age you are. If your hormones are even a little bit imbalanced, if your estrogen is too high, if your testosterone is too high, if your progesterone is too low, you are going to experience some form of imbalance in your body, and a lot of time that results in hair loss. That's and what type of doctor do they go to to get diagnosed for that? You know what? I, I go to my gyno. I go to my medical doctor. I just had my hormone panel tested by a guy named Wayne Reitman, who they should know about in Torrance, who does things with women over the phone. He's in the book. Um, you, can, you can look him up, W-R-I. Torrance is in California, listeners. Well, no, he's all over the world, though. I mean, he deals with women all over, so if... Did you but to get a hold of him, we would go... We'd go to personallifemedia.com and we're going to link Absolutely, and I'll give you that information. Our... Absolutely. But, you know, you basically will, will go to a lab, and he already orders the, the hormone panel. It's very simple. Most insurance companies cover it, and you'll get a real idea. The other thing that I'm going to have them uh, check out is something called orthomolecular medicine, and I will also give you that information where they can reach me on that. That really tells you if your body's imbalanced, and also it will tell you what's going on with your hair. Okay, they do incredible testing, so we can discuss that later on your site. Um, the next thing for them to realize is there are all kinds of alternatives that are created for women that have a little spot to a big spot to all around hair thinning. And here are the options. There are things called top pieces, commonly known as toppers. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of that. Okay. The best thing known to man in a little tin can. I'm telling you, it's the best invention since the napkin. It is indiscre- if it's done right, meaning it looks like a little, it looks like hair that is attached to a base that is literally clipped into the top of your head or glued on, depending on how bad your hair loss is. You use some of your own hair. If you're bald completely, this will not work, ladies. But if you have some hair, and we make them here at Crown and Glory Enterprises in Los Angeles, and I do them for women all over the world. I don't meet half the women that I meet, that I, do, that I do wigs for. I send them samples and colors, and we pick everything over the phone. But meanwhile, you, you clip it in, and just like my newscasters do, you just kind of take your hair and you build into it. And it's literally, you cannot tell the difference, but what it does look like is, wow, what's different about you? And the secret to any wig and any hair loss that you're going to be dealing with and trying to get any type of alternative hair to wear is that you should not be wearing hair that's more than 25% more than you currently have. So that's why some people will wear these heavy wigs and someone goes, oh, my God, it's such a nice piece. What you want someone to say is, wow, what's different about you? Have you lost weight or did you color your hair? That's the result you want. The next thing is there are wigs. And, you know, there are... For alopecia especially, there, there are millions of, of women, men, and children dealing with alopecia, and alopecia is an immune disorder. It's not catchy. It's not fatal. You won't give it to somebody if you kiss them. It's called the mystery condition because there really are no answers, really, unfortunately, and I've had it since I've been 13 and a half years old. And alopecia is complete hair loss, right? No, not always. There's several, no. there's several stages. Like as opposed to alopecia areata? That's bald spots, and right. that can okay. be the size of a dime to the size of the palm of your hand. Okay, so explain to our listeners for those who sure. don't understand. Um, if you see like a little baby bald spot, um, and you see it getting a little bit bigger, 
sometimes that's from just stress, and it's not, quote, an immune disorder. <clears throat> okay, that's number one. However, alopecia is an immune disorder. And what happens is the body, in simple terms, thinks it has a disease, and the white blood cells fight against themselves, and they end up causing hair loss. That's the easiest way to put it without getting too technical. Right, okay. So then the next stage is totalis, which is where you lose all your hair on top, which is my story. And at Crown and Glory Enterprises, if you go or you go to my site that I have, which is Amy's Presence, as in your presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, Amy's Presence, if you go to that uh, .com, you'll see my story and you'll see the type of alopecia that goes on. And we're also going to link your story to our website, too. Oh, good. So they'll Everybody be able to get information. Go to personallifemedia.com. We're going to link Amy right there. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. And so then there's alopecia universalis, which is where they lose all body hair, eyelashes, and eyebrows. And that is so devastating because, you know, you don't really realize, you and I, I only have totalis, but I am lucky enough to have my eyelashes and my eyebrows and my nose hair. Now, just, you know, it's interesting. We don't realize that the eyelashes prevent dirt. Now, you really want your nose hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they have a purpose, right? God made everything for a purpose. It has a purpose. You know, it keeps the dirt out of your nose. You know? Right. Okay. Well, that's good you know? to know. And it's, so I, I, when people come in with me with alopecia universalis, my heart really goes out because they have even a harder road because they've got to make their eyebrows look good. And tattooing sometimes works great. A good body art tattoo, and you can certainly link me. You know, they can come to me, and I'll tell them who I use for that. But body art tattoo works great if you have a good brow person that has the real hairline sort of technique that looks like real hair, or you know, you can you can definitely get false eyelashes, and we do them here at Crown and Glory. But you can also get them online. There's some wonderful wonderful eyelashes now that are made of human hair that literally you cannot tell the difference. But how do false eyelashes stick on if you don't have any hair for them to stick? Because they stick on to the edge, edge of the lid. Oh, that's quite sore. These are special then, not just the kind you can buy in the store. No, you can buy them in the store. That's not the, the secret is putting them on. Oh, okay. The real secret to doing eyelashes is with a toothpick. People go, what? You take a tweezer. And you take the lash out of the package, but the problem is they're usually too long, and people think, oh, I better cut it from the inside. You never cut the lashes from the inside, always from the outside, and you measure them against your eyelids. And literally looking straight ahead, which is definitely something you have to get used to, because if you look down, it's going to end up being too high in your lid. So looking straight ahead, after you have a little bit of glue, you take a little bit of glue on the toothpick, and you put it along the edge of the lash, and you make your hand roll steady, and you slowly guide the lash right onto the edge of the eyelid. Really quiet. And don't trip out if you get, oh, my God, my eyes are blinking, and oh, they're going to start to tear. Give yourself a break. Take a oh, breath. Oh, you know me, huh? <laughs> well, most people have a really hard on. time with that, you know? But the secret is looking straight ahead and get used to your eye. Get used to your finger coming towards your eye a little bit. Before putting any lash, kind of get used to that real fast, putting the finger to your eye, take it away, put a finger to your eye so you don't back off. Get used to something going towards your eye. That's the number one thing because if not, you're never going to be able to put your lashes on correct. And that's really how you do that. And at night when you slowly take them off, make sure you take the glue off at night. How do you take them off? Is there something special? With your nails. No, just kind of peel off the little glue at the end. It usually comes off in one little thing once you start taking the edge off. You know, it takes right off the, the glue. And then put them back into the frame because it's really important you keep it bent the way it is, because if not, it loses shape. And, um, but, you know, there, there are wonderful makers out there. But, so that's, that's what comes with alopecia a lot of the time. Um, 
But there are other solutions. We created a first women's swim wig with a futuristic cyber hair. And cyber hair looks and feels and moves just like human hair, okay? But it, it's actually a high-grade synthetic that when you wash it goes right back into shape in 20 minutes. It's dry, right back into shape, and you can get out the door. See, so there's no maintenance involved. And it breathes. The only thing is it needs a little moisture, so you have to spray a little moisture on it every day. But it reflects light. If you were to feel your hair, Terry, and then close your eyes and feel the cyber hair, you would not feel the difference. It's amazing. And the first woman's swim wig was tested for two years and failed. And I believe that sometimes it's not always about the destination. Sometimes it's about the journey. And I had been making wigs for many, many years, but with my girls making them by hand and basically using European or fine Italian hair, and I would have the base made, and it was sort of a very easy process. Learning how to, how to create wigs like this was something that was a real learning curve for me. I was sent to the Philippines to learn at the factory, and we had failed a bunch of times. I mean, like, umpteen times it failed. And I finally had said to the company, you know what, I really appreciate that you want to put up all this money for this line. And I I know that you understand how necessary it is for women to feel sexy and feel beautiful. And I don't feel beautiful in a bathing cap. Some women are okay with it. But I really feel that they need a swim wig that they can exercise in and feel active in and feel light and airy and it weighs three ounces. And you can go swimming and it won't come off. But if this doesn't work, then I guess I'm supposed to just stay to what I've been doing. And I really let it go. You know, they say about giving it over and just saying, I surrender. And I really, truly, after almost a year and a half, had said almost two years, okay, God, you know what, I give up. I- I've learned a lot, and this is, a- this is what it was about. Well, the next prototype worked. And it has been, now it's worldwide. And the first women's swim wig, swim wig with cyber hair is the most successful swim wig that's ever been made. Not because I designed it, but I do have great partners that have helped me bring it to the marketplace in a wonderful way and great technical people. So I've been very supported in that, and that's something women really need. The other thing is, how do you be intimate with a wig on? Right. How do you? Well, I tell it, please. I'm telling you, baby. I created something called the Pearl Program, and women fly in from all over the world to literally learn how to make love with their wig on so the man doesn't know. For example, how do you, what do you do when he reaches his hand behind your neck and you're on a date and he's about to kiss you? Oh, my God, he's going to feel the wig, right? Right. Wrong. What you do is the whole secret number, there's two very important things. One is... Push his hand down. <laughs> you, take his hand, hand. you take his hand away and put on your cheek, put on your leg... I'll put it somewhere else if you're in that mode. Yeah. And, um, but the secret is getting his attention off your hair and back onto him. People say, well, do I tell him and do I not tell him? You know, I think that depends how you are with yourself first. I always say a smile and laughter can get you through anything. And I teach my clients to say, okay, listen. I say, are you ready? No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Okay. Then... Uh, if he asks about your hair or, you know, you could say, well, you know, I have these extensions put in it. My head's a little sore, so kind of just, yeah, maybe not touch it for a while. <laughs> okay, now, with all due respect, because I, I know that, you know, Mark is your wonderful producer on the phone and listening. Mark, with all due respect, men are really stupid when it comes to this stuff. They really don't even notice it. Okay? So most men, right. They really, the most men don't. Um, the only time men notice it is when you get weird. When a woman starts getting weird and starts acting really insecure or self-conscious, that weird dance. You mean like flipping your hair? <laughs> or like uh, uh, or looking down or uh, 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 all of that. 
so I always tell my clients, and I do, I, you know, do, do uh, personal consultations with women all over the world via email, phone, everything in person, and I always say to them, here's how I handle it. Um, you take a breath, and you smile for a moment, and you just look at him, and say, listen, you know what? My hair is real short right now. I had a perm, so it kind of got real short and stuff. So I'm wearing this. By the way, do you, do you not love this style? Do you like this style? Really? Ah, thanks. Yeah, I picked it out recently. I know. I wasn't really sure about it. <laughs> now I know why you're the expert. I mean, you're amazing. The stuff that you're teaching women <laughs> well, is I very... This, thank you. But I went for this for, you know, for 25 years without any Amy Gibson being around to show me. So all this stuff and all the lies that I had to tell and all the ways out of these situations... I just had to learn, and what I do is share that with women now. Um, and young girls even get Oh, huh, that's just so heartbreaking. I've seen so many things on that. We're going to have to take a quick commercial okay, break. Great. And we're going to be right back with Amy Gibson and how you can deal with your hair loss. Listen to Money, Mission, and Meaning. Passion at Work, Purpose at Play, a weekly audio program bringing you success in the business of life on PersonalLifeMedia.com. Struck, host of Beauty Now. We're back. We're talking with Amy Gibson. Have you lost your hair? She's here to tell us how to get our self-esteem back and how to look great doing it. Welcome back, Amy. Hi there. Yeah, um, how do you get it back, right? How do you get it back? Oh, man, self-esteem is so affected by our hair. It is. You know, I always say, you know, women, you know girls. I say, remember, girls, we are more than just hair, and we are. However, you know, our hair is, it, it, in, in this society, we are reflected, we are looked upon as this hair is our crowning glory. It's it is, and I think it's a real sexual thing, too. I mean, I, I feel about yourself and your hair, and, and men love hair, and, and, you know, you would feel really bad if you lost it. That's why there are great wigs. That's where there's great wigs, and there's Amy Gibson to tell you what to do. <laughs> well, you know, it took me a long time to create wigs at Crown and Glory. You know, I started this company selling wigs out of my luggage in my trunk. I would go to support groups, and I wasn't really doing this as a business. I was really going to, it was more cathartic for me. I was still healing from my own loss, because it's a grieving time when you lose your hair. And I would hear women say, God, you know, your wig looks really good. Do you know where I can get one? I'd say, well, I'll find one for you. And I'd charge them 50 bucks extra for all my time. But I really wasn't making money, but my heart was very fulfilled. And then I realized, you know, geez, maybe I should kind of look into this. So for two years and a lot of pro bono work, I literally would deliver wigs even down to Newport. And I would then buy like seven or eight of a different style, and I was like the traveling wig person. Down to Newport Beach? Newport Beach to Agoura Hill. That's where I grew up. Really? Oh, I love Newport. For our listeners who want to know. Ah, I love Newport. And, but it got to be, you know, just spending too much time on the road and losing money and not, you know. So... Um, Sometimes the universe moves you in a direction where you're supposed to be if you're not there. And I'd had a very bad back accident, um, and I had been bedridden for a year and um, had a really 
look at my life and decide what I wanted to do. And it, I got really strongly during that time that I was supposed to really come out and really go public. And I was very scared in going public about my my illness because or condition because everyone in the industry, I'm an Emmy-nominated actress for 20 years in daytime, and no one ever knew I kept it quiet. When I was recently in People magazine, they validated the story and asked Oh, everybody in my life who I work with. You know? I've seen you everywhere. Tyra, Extra, Ion LA, you've been everywhere. And I actually, even before those shows, saw you uh, in the beauty salon, your picture and, and everything. And I think you really have inspired women to, you know, be proud to get some hair and don't care. Well, remember something. Hair uh, used to be looked on like, oh, my God, you must be dying if you have to wear a wig. It's not. You know, wigs are, wigs are fashion now. They're medical and fashion together. And so you don't really have to feel that way, but our self-esteem issues are, are huge with this. And I was well, conversely, to... you know, I think you also inspired people to not wear their hair if they didn't want to. Like, for instance, my mom just passed of cancer, and, and she actually tried some hair, and it didn't really work for her, and she has a beautiful face, and she looked great without her hair, too. And I think you really actually have inspired women just to, if you want to wear your hair and you want to feel great, great, and if you want to just go without your hair for a little bit, if you've had chemotherapy, that's great, too, because it means you're a survivor. Well, it is that, but it's also beyond, it's beyond labeling I'm a survivor because that means that you, you are coming from a place of negativity, trying to be positive, and there you are, and you've overcome it. There's something wonderful about that statement. However, what's even a more wonderful place to go is, this is who I am. Right. And that's, that's a and well claiming that. Well said. In claiming that, you know, in my book that I'm writing, I talk about the fact that, you know, I've never, except for one lecture that I gave where I took my wig off or privately with clients, I have never, ever been in public without my hair. I still am attached to my hair. I'm like, I always say I'm really lucky to be able to talk about this stuff, but I'm no different than the woman in Lynchburg, Virginia, who's dealing with it. There are times I wake up and I go, oh, God, I really wish I had my hair back, you know? I'm sure. I'm sure every single day. So tell no, us about no, not every how, how is it for you every single day, though? Do you wear a wig every day? Is it permanent? I wear a wig every day. I change my wigs every day. Whenever I, <laughs> whatever I feel like doing, I wear. And when I, around the house, I wear a little scarf. The men in my life um, are okay with it because I'm okay with it, which is where I was going before. You have to sort of get okay to a place that either you're not okay with it and how are you going to get by, meaning that what are the excuses you're going to give and, and know them. They're your elevator speech so that you're comfortable so that dance doesn't start. And if you are comfortable with it, here's some ways you can tell someone. So tell me something. Um, this is like a second or, you know, usually you want to get to know somebody a little bit, okay? So if it's second date or third date or whatever. Now, obviously, I'm out of the box, so most men, once they Google me, they know who I am. And either they're going to live with it or they're not, and I don't waste a lot of time. But for... The woman out there, when she's okay, she can say, tell me something, you know, I know like all men have a preference. So you like a tushy man, a breast man, an eye man, a hair man, leg man. I mean, you know, you kind of put the hair in there a little bit. And most men will say, oh, you know, I love faces or I love eyes. I love hair. Really? Do you like my hair? Oh, you do? <laughs> Thanks, because you know what? I don't have any. That isn't a problem for you, is it? Oh, that's good. There and you look them straight in with a smile. And most men will say, what? Well, wait a minute, I need to process this for a moment. That's the common answer. And then they'll say, what happened? And the first thing you need to do, and I implore a woman to do, is make sure that person knows right away you're not dying and it's not catchy. 
say, you know what, it's this weird condition. You can't catch it. It's really strange. Um, but you know what, it hits people's hair. What can I tell you? People get really scared when they hear the word disease. Okay? Right. But so, what about chemo? patients and, and radiation and all that. There's Aren't they the most amazing women on the planet? I work right. at Cedar sinai by the bedside of women because I really believe that a woman who's had her breast removed or is going through radiation and chemo and loses her hair and loses a part of herself and is fighting for her life and fighting to be here for everyone around her when everybody around her is in fear as well and trying to make them okay, you give her a little bit of making her feel beautiful again, and i got to tell you, you give her a mojo back, man, she wants to stay here and fight a thousand times more. And I've seen stage four go into remission for a woman who wants to stay here and fight. So... I, I love working at Cedars, and I love working at the bedside of women, and I'm really, really sorry about your mom. Oh, no, thank you. I mean, and she, she actually really, you know, was a How great... How did she deal with her hair? She actually just ended up going bald. I mean, she looked like an angel. She did try wigs, but it really was itchy for her. It was yeah. itchy, so I don't know whether that's because of chemo and all that, but it was very, very itchy. Well, most of the wigs out there are. The reason why my wigs work is because I, I kind of, I, I walk the talk, so anything that I can't... If I can't wear it, I don't sell it. I only sell the things I know that work and that are comfortable and light and that I can wear. And if I can't, then I don't sell them because I think that's out of integrity. So I think that the most important thing a woman has to do first is realize, okay, here's my deal. I don't have to be sick to wear a wig. And if I am, great, because they're fantastic wigs in the marketplace. Crown and Glory Enterprises, Amy's Presence, all that stuff, and I don't want to advertise forever, but I mean, there are also other makers out there that are phenomenal at making wigs. Okay. Well, I, was, I was going to look into your wigs for my mom, but she unfortunately went very, very fast. So, mm. when she was diagnosed stage four, then went very, very fast. So, it's a little bit different, but in a know, way that we, we would have looked into it, for I sure. Understand. But there, the first thing a woman has to do is realize, you know, I'm going to go into a wig shop, and I'm vulnerable. I'm not going to be sold. I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to be pressured. And when I look at a piece that I like, I'm going to say to them, is this synthetic hair or is this human hair? Okay. Um, Would you mind coming with me? I want to go outside in the real light so I can see the real color because I know that inside and under fluorescent lights, you'll never get the proper hue of the read of the color. So would you come with me or is there a window I can go by? Then you hold up a hand mirror with you in that light. Very important. When you're looking at a wig... Hold it up to the ceiling, to the light. And if you can see through that wig, you're going to be able to breathe through that wig. If you can see through it, you can breathe through it. And if you can't breathe through it, put it back or walk out of the store and go elsewhere. Great advice. I would have thought that would be the opposite. That's, I mean, really. So that's, that's great. The other thing to ask that's really important is, tell me something. Um, so is there a guarantee on this wig or what can I expect the lifespan to be of this wig, honestly. I tell people cyber hair really is not meant, if you were to wear it every day, it's not meant to really last more than a year because it breaks down. It's still a nylon. And what you're doing is you're paying a little bit more for a more natural, more comfortable look for a shorter amount of time than you would a human hair, but the enjoyment is amazing and it's worth it. I don't tell people, by the way, this is going to last for two years. I think that's a lie. Now, if it's human hair, human hair can last a lot longer. But you've got to be honest with your customers. So I want the women out there to go in from a place of strength instead of weakness. And, yeah, you're going to go in for a wig, but we'll look at it in a new way. Did you like your hair? If you didn't, guess what? This is the one opportunity you have to get anything you want and look any which way you want to look. So let's go have a ball and let's pick out something that really makes you feel like a diva within that you are. And if you have that type of attitude going in, you will have a far 
greater positive result than going in as a maimed as a maimed and fragile bird. What's the difference between human hair and synthetic hair cost-wise? Very big difference. Synthetic hair um, is itchier. Does it last as long? It will look good for the first few months, and then you'll have to get another one, pretty much, if you wear it every day, because it, the, the nylon does, it loses its elasticity, it loses its shine, it starts looking fake, it doesn't, it doesn't have any movement, and so human hair will last you far, uh, far longer. However, here's the difference in prices. The synthetic can start at 100 bucks and go to good synthetics at 500 and cyber hair can go into a couple of thousand if that's the case because you custom order it to your head and it's specific colors and it matches exactly. And we also have stock pieces that are a little less expensive than that. Um, with human hair, human hair will start on the Internet at 500. Those will not last as long. Some of the better ones will be above 1,000. Um, my custom human hair ones that will be exactly to your specifications, even including down to your ear, everything you need. I have eyeglass loops on mine. I have... I have scarf loops in my bases. My bases come very high, so if a guy's going to reach you in the back of the neck, he's not going to feel the base. All different ways that I make the wigs of Crown and Glory. And what happens is that will go anywhere from 2,000 to 6,000, depending if you're talking of what type of human hair. There's Italian human hair, European hair that's very good. It's one of the best. On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a good 9. Russian hair is the best, most expensive hair on the market. We do Russian hair. We're one of the very few people in the country that do Russian hair. There's only a handful of us. Um, then there's Remy hair, which isn't bad, but it's sort of, it is Indian hair. And if you flatten it out with a straightening iron, it's fabulous. It has a tendency to frizz and maybe puff out a bit, but it's fabulous and it will work for you and it's fine. You don't have to spend a fortune for it. So when you see the word Remy hair, Indian hair, it doesn't mean it's terrible. It just means it won't be as smooth as European or, or, or Indian. And some women have the coarser hair anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. You don't have to spend as much. And what's your best advice for somebody who really can't afford it, really has to Really can't up? afford it. You know, um, if you really can't, and you can prove that with your W-2 to me, I do a lot of pro bono work. Locks for love gives away wigs for free. If you need a piece uh, for kids, the hair club gives kids wigs for free. Um, and That's good advice. I mean, just we'll go to personallifemedia.com and we're going to link up with Amy's website. And, and they can write me. You know, they can write me and I'll try to help them find something, you know. That'd be great. That'd be great. Because, I mean, I also want to help our listeners that can't really afford these huge pieces. But then if you can, you're really lucky. And they're Absolutely. beautiful. And you look beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. But, you know, it's, it's after a long time of lots of mistakes. So what I teach women and what I have is what works. I'm not, I'm not a wig store that you walk into, and I'm going to show you a 1,000 pieces. I have an exclusive studio in Westwood where we make wigs not only for women here, but all over the world. You know, I'm making a wig right now for one of our sergeants in the Army. Oh, that's so great. Who's stuck in Iraq, who from the stress has lost all her hair, and her boyfriend has no idea. And there's no way she wants to come home to the holiday and scare him. So she, she wrote me, and her mother wrote me. I said, okay, we're going to send colors and pieces back and forth. Give me some pictures of you. What I do is I blow it up to a 9 by 11, and I will make this wig according to your facial structure, and you'll look exactly like you look right now, like I do for so many other women, and I don't meet half the women I make wigs for, and I make women's for, wigs for women from here to Australia, and it's the most incredible process, the most creative process, and there are also fabulous ready-made wigs that we carry, but 
the ones that I carry, the ones work. The ones that I wear that are ready-made is because they last. And you'll get more than just walking into a wig shop and not know what the hell you're buying, you know, because it is a very vulnerable world out there coming to this. And you don't want to waste your money, I mean, in not knowing. So that's why I think this show is so valuable to do, and you're really helping millions of women across the nation yes. to figure out how to buy a wig, where to start. When you first lose your hair, it's pretty horrifying. It is. And, but for the woman that's out there, you've got to know, number one, that you're not alone, like I said in the beginning. Number two, that there are fabulous alternatives. And as long as you have the tools at your fingertips, you won't be emotionally distraught. If you don't have something that makes you feel like you, it's going to be a little more of a challenge. And the let's not forget the men. You, you make toppers for men, too, right? Absolutely. I make toppers for men, both in cyber hair and human hair. The other thing that women especially have to realize, and men, is that the secret to a wig, besides getting a good hair and a good lace, is the cut. And one out of 15 hairstylists really know how to cut wigs because they don't breathe and they don't have natural oils. So they don't respond to the scissors like regular hair does. So you've got to ask, have you cut wigs before? If they say no, could you recommend? Start calling back to wig shops. Would you mind recommending some? Give me where you are. Write me. I'll find someone in your area if that's the case. I deal with people in the country all the time asking these questions. So I'm on the phone 24-7 or by email, and I speak to about 500 women a month. That is a really great advice, and we're running out of time. Okay, baby. So we're going to have to say goodbye. Amy Gibson, personallifemedia.com. If you'd like transcripts for today's show, please go to personallifemedia.com. If you want to email me, email me at T-E-R-I at personallifemedia.com. We're going to link you up with Amy's website. You can email her, You know, find out everything you need to know about hair. She'll answer your questions. Thank you so much for being with us. I wish we had more time. You're We're out of time. Thank you. I hope I got it. You're a sweetheart, and I think this is so special, and, and I dedicate this show to my mom. Thank so I'll you. talk to you guys soon. Beauty Now. I saw you shopping at the North Star Mall. I hardly recognize you at all. It was until I heard you say hello I realized you were a girl I know You look completely different Than you did in 91 A total transformation Come on, admit it You had a little work done Had a little work done Holy cow It don't matter Wow, look at you now How'd you like to get together for some fun? I like it since you had a little work done Remember back in school we were drunk and we kissed And I pretended that you didn't exist You were a cute thing but you couldn't be The trophy girl I wanna hang it with me You've gone from plain white bread to a honey bun I think I'd like to have a taste now Cause you're delicious since you had a little work done Had a little work done, holy smoke I noticed you, a damn near joke I think that we should get together for some fun I think I want you now, you had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done Work done.
shifting all around the town In your red convertible with the top down I heard the beauty is only skin deep They call me shallow cause you're looking mighty sweet I never fantasized before That you would be the one But now you're in my night and day dream You're sure amazing since you had a little work done Had a little work done, holy cow It don't matter, wow, look at you now How'd you like to get together for some fun? I kinda like you since you had a little work done Had a little, had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done Had a little, had a little work done Had a little work done, had a little work done Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.